the reason that they use dogs to sniff out stuff for the police rather than cats is because cats, of course, have a great f***ing union. And they couldn't, couldn't afford it. They went with the cheap dog labor. Welcome, welcome, welcome nerds and nerdettes, welcome obscurials of all shapes and flavors. You're listening to the The Nerd Nerd Obscurial Podcast. Podcast. Hi, I'm Eric. And I am the Oklahoma Kid, now and forever. Ooh, put some some secret sauce on that, that one, I like that. Oklahoma, how'd you feed your obscurial this week? Halloween. Halloween. It's time stamping Halloween. Well, I will say from my side, it's something that happens all the time. It's not special this last week, but just something to highlight because I think that sometimes we get so into our routines, it's easy not to notice the small things that actually do help your day or just put a perspective Mm -hmm. on it. And it's silence. I spend a lot of time in my work where it's just you know, me doing my work. And I, I am fortunate because I'm in rural America. It's not a lot of city chatter. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of that. And uh, our tendency is always to have, you know, the earbuds in, mm-hmm. have something we're listening to, have a show we're watching, a YouTube, right. all that kind of stuff, all that interaction. But like, when you say that, silence, you mean like listening to nature? Yeah. Like, no, just listening. No, well, no device. Yeah, like it's it's very true. Because okay, I wasn't this, sure if you meant like, Dead quiet. But the, like, no, oh, it's, no, it's very true. Quiet, there's right, no right. such thing as dead quiet. Yeah. At least in my experience. Technically speaking, there's yes. there's always some kind of little sound. noise. There's always some cat. And that's noises. why I don't like dead silence. Like um, I can't take not having some white noise because as someone who has obsessive compulsive disorder, yeah, I can't not hear. So it's like if it's so quiet, I can hear the clock ticking. Yeah. All I can hear is the clock ticking, and it's like I can't read. I can't focus on what I'm trying to are do. Are you gonna meow this, or are we just gonna gloss over this huge reveal in the Oklahoma here? I don't think it defines who I am. I know, but it's the first time we've heard of it. Yeah, it's the okay. first time you've thrown it out. So I was just gonna, yeah, you're so brave. I know, so brave. I, I mean, I don't want to say hero, but <laughs> you probably should. <laughs> That's got to be a lie from somewhere. No, it's like the same thing. Like I used to, when I was young, I used to always go out to the bars, but a lot of times uh, I would just be there by myself, right? Like I didn't know anybody there. Like I didn't have friends. Like, so I, you know, I didn't want to just, and I would play pool is what I really like to do. Yeah. Uh, I love playing pool. And while I was waiting for my turn to be able to play pool. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to just sit there and like stare at the wall. Yeah. Know? Assuming I wasn't at a place where there was some live music. A lot of times I was going to see live music. But, right. Um, sometimes I would just go out to the bar and shoot pool 
and I feel weird just like sitting there like with my beer in front of me just like staring at the wall like waiting for my turn to play pool because it could be like 10, 20, 30 minutes depending on how many people are waiting. And how good the game is. And all yeah, that. exactly. Uh, so I would take a book. And people yeah. would be like, how are you able to read in the bar? It's so yeah. loud. It was so loud I couldn't hear anything so I could focus on the book. Interesting. Like it just becomes white noise. Yeah. There's like four levels. If it's really noisy in the room, then I can actually read because I can just everything just blends together yeah. and I can tune it out. If it's just like me, like I'm sitting in like a restaurant or, you know, a cafe or something or whatever, and then there's like someone like one table away, like two people there having a conversation. Yeah. I find it impossible, even though I don't want to, even though I'm trying not to, not to get to read every book, nugget I out of that conversation. I not hear everything from their conversation yeah, yeah. and it distracts I think that's me. a human thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, if there's none of that, but it's like you say, just the regular silence. Yeah. You know, just the background noise. Yeah. You know, wind, trees, cars, no devices, no content, no people, just just the background sounds of life. Then I can focus. Right. If it's dead silent and all I can hear is like that one drop of water or the tick of the clock, like I said, can't focus. So I have to in that situation. But you're still focusing on something. I'm focusing focusing on the the one thing. Yes, I can't focus it on where I want to. Right. Because I get I get obsessive about that. And I think actually this isn't maybe even so much an OCD thing. I think a lot of people. I I think it's definitely heightened because of the OCD. But I, I think that this is a human thing. Very much. And no, I'm talking about more of like you're focused, but you're entirely inner. And that's what I mean about the silence. Like you don't have the the podcast going or yeah. the radio going or something that's kind of this background noise to keep your mind engaged. You're doing your own engagement. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really valuable thing for people that – and I'm, a, I guess, a little bit of an introvert. So like I don't mind. I can spend – days sometimes oh being out in the woods by yourself that sounds fun i'm more like i like being around people people are interesting if i don't have something, it kind of sounds fun yeah if, in if the I long run it would be a curse you like i i get a little in the long crazy. run either of them are two extremes that are terrible yeah if you there's absolutely no human interaction robson crusoe shit excruciating in complete interaction where there's always engagement you all the moment. time yeah. you never have a moment to yourself is why parents go crazy exactly so yes. there's definitely a middle path mm. there but i think that as much as you can not good for our product by the way this endorsement but as much as you can put the podcast down except put, ours put the the radio down put the youtube channel down put the fucking social media down you could just say like the phone you could say put down your phone because all that's on your phone whatever it may be but just whatever task you're doing in front of you having the task and the silence and your own wandering mind I feel like sometimes you need that. It's like almost a way for your your mind to go on a hike. Because I love a hike. It's just kind of, mm-hmm. you got a general direction. Like you're doing something. You're doing the dishes or something. Or you're doing some yeah. kind of task while you're doing this. But you just don't need... Well, I mean, are you talking about that whole clear your mind thing? Or using it as a chance to like... I'm not talking about like... See, I'm, I agree with you on like the second... I'm not like, again, maybe it's... I'm not like talking thing. about TM. This isn't transcendental meditation yeah, or anything. I, like, right. I can't do that shit. Like, I cannot... I like, wish I could. If like, yeah. like you say, like going on a hike. If I'm going on a hike, I'm not going to listen to music. You know, I don't yeah. have something with me. And I'm just hiking, just no devices with me. 
I have to have some kind of thing in my head to to think about. But that's, you know, I think, the other great benefit. Like thinking up, you know, lightning round shit. If like you, I have to be thinking about some, something like that. I have to give myself some kind of topic to have a discussion with myself about. Find your imagination again, I guess, I think is. Because it's like you should naturally be drawn to those things anyways. Because there's always things to think about. Yeah. You're just not being very creative, you yeah. know, uh, at that moment. And we all need that moment of I don't want to be creative I just want it fed to me but right. like feed the creative you know that that's the the whole bit behind this is how did you feed the obscurial and I find that in my week to week I I think I do this more than a lot of people and yeah, I want you have to a lot in, more time endorse yourself, yeah. it turn off the the distractions let your mind wander give yourself the opportunity every once in a while anyways why don't we take a little breaky we'll get to the Lightning round. Premium. Oklahoma's looking to Premium. settle the score this week. It's two and one. He's got a chance to tie it up for the series to make it all important game five. We'll see you at the other side of the break. Premium. Welcome back. We're moving on to the lightning round. So I got a lot of prove on this one. I did lose last time, so I get to choose who goes first. And I want, so I want to take questions last. So I'm giving questions first. Okay. So number one in the category of Netscape Goat. Which of these is a real story about the company Netscape? So, I, do we need to explain what Netscape is for the kids? <laughs> or we both know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, look uh, it up, kids. Look it up. If you don't know what it is, look it up. A, in October 1997, at the release party for Internet Explorer, or in, Internet Explorer 4.0, a 10-foot tall letter e logo was set up netscape employees showed up the next the following morning and found the logo on their front lawn with a sign attached that read from the ie team we love you the netscape employees promptly knocked over and set a giant figure of their mozilla dinosaur mascot atop it holding a sign reading netscape 72 microsoft 18 representing the market distribution or b is alleged that S bill gates visited the netscape campus in 19 in june of 1995 to propose dividing the market an allegation denied by microsoft and if true would breach antitrust laws First which point. would have allowed microsoft to produce web browser software from windows while leaving all other operating systems to netflix Netscape. Netflix. You mean, you mean, no. Netscape refused the offer. It's it's not that one. It can't be that one. That one would be ridiculous because the only other operating systems were Linux, which is very, you know, not something everybody uses. And Apple, uh, Apple who have their own shit. So they that, did. They actually, Apple didn't have Safari at the time. Oh, okay. Maybe that's. Well, I'm still going to guess the first one because that's more fun. Okay. You are correct. Um, but the second one is a true story, 
but it was several executives, not Bill Gates in particular. Uh, okay. So that's where the lie is in that one. Uh, that actually did happen. Really? And that's, well, it's actually what they are accused of, but it wasn't Bill Gates. It was just executives from Microsoft. Number two, the category, James Dean Martin. Is this James Dean or Dean Martin? I'm a serious-minded and intense little devil, terrible gauche, and so tense, I don't see how people stay in the same room with me. I know I wouldn't tolerate myself. I pictured James Dean being more terse than that. That that uh, uh, Dean Martin is my guess. That's James Dean. Really? Yeah. I, I wouldn't have pictured James <laughs> It's the gauche. self-deprecating thing. Contra culture. These are the names of the soldiers in the game Contra. Yes. Is it Johnny Hardwick and Travis Pyle? Or Bill Reiser and Lance Beam. Lance Beam sounds really familiar. Lance Beam. I'm going with with whatever and Lance Beam. Billy Reiser and Lance Beam. Yeah. You're you're correct. God damn it. Yeah, I was gonna say, dude, Lance. That you're talking about my childhood there. I'm like, yeah. That's, he was the blonde one, right? He was player two. It's that's I thought Johnny Hardwick and Travis Powell for me making that up. That's pretty. That was good. It yeah, was, I was like, <laughs> like I, said, I got Lance some hesitation just, out of you. If, if Lance Beam hadn't sounded familiar to me, I wouldn't have known which one. Yeah, with. I would have been yeah. like, oh fuck. But but something about that, I'm like, no, I've heard I've heard that fucking. And then I was like, <laughs> wait a second, is it just that he got the name from somewhere else? Yeah, he's yeah, be, yeah. I'm gonna yeah, be like, yeah. it's Lance Beam, and then yeah. you're gonna be like, no, Lance Beam is the name of the character. We. We've talked about like it that, before. You know? It's the Princess Bride thing. After a while, and is that what he wants me to think that I should be thinking? But is that what he wants me not thinking that I should be thinking? <laughs> right. Never get in a land war in Asia without pretzels by your side. There you go. Because if you're gonna fuck some shit up, you're gonna need some salt, some mustard, and some sweet sour dough. Next category is bat shit crazy. During his failed invasion of Russia, Napoleon Bonaparte, Napoleon Bonaparte, desperately low on supplies, ordered a regiment to scour the Caucasus Mountains for bat guano in order to replenish his dwindling gunpowder supply. Or B, when the South found itself under naval blockade during the beginning of the Civil War, the Confederacy turned to a large guano deposit near Austin, Texas, keeping it manned by Confederate soldiers at all times. I feel like knowing that you could use the bat guano in some sort of way like that, that seems like a clever thing to know, to be like, oh, hey, I've got this workaround. So I'm going to say Napoleon. That sounds like, I, I picked that... That, so, that sounds like a story of Napoleon figuring something out and being clever and, like, why he gets to the top. The South thing. I, Napoleon. I'm going with Napoleon. It's not. It's it was the, South. the Confederacy. Yeah. Yeah. Number five, the personal history of David Copperfield. Is this about the magician, the magician or is this a line from the book, The Personal History of David Copperfield? The most important thing in life is to stop saying I wish and start saying I will. Consider nothing impossible. Then treat possibility as probability. Magician. Damn you. Hell yeah. That's that's the attitude that gets a goofy looking fucker like him to have El McPherson in bed. Yeah. That's yeah. motherfucker knows about making the uh, the impossible possible. This is a either neither both entitled Witch's Brew. Is this a beer from a microbrewery? Or is this a potion that a witch would make back in 
which is time. Hellbroth. Both. Four for six. A tall order. I just need to make myself respectable on the back end over here. All right. We did some focus testing. We've retooled a little. Lock it down, Mr. Spock. We tested out something last week. This category is now lock down those rocks, Mr. Spock. So this could be a quote from Star Trek's Mr. Spock, moral philosopher John Locke, comedian Chris Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the movie The Rock starring Nicolas Cage, Can't Cage the Rage, or the show Fraggle Rock. I will tell you the person it is, the, the source, and I will tell you one of those other ones. So is this Chris Rock or is this Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Put your heart, mind, and soul into even your smallest acts. This is the secret of success. It feels so obvious, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So I'm going to go misdirect on this. I'm going to say it was Chris Rock who said it that. It was indeed Chris okay. Rock. Next category is Hippogriff or Honky Gringo. Okay. Is this a magical beast from the Wizarding World of Harry Potter? Or, or a white-on-white racial slur? Well, not necessarily. It could be it's, – it's a, it's a slang term for a demographic of white people. It may be yeah, – It's not white-on-white. You're right. You're it right. could be white-on-white. The it first few that you've done, but yeah, you're right. It could not be. Bakra. Bakra? I might need a spelling B-A-K-R-A. on that. B-A-K-R-A. Bakra. Bakra. Honky cracker. Dead honky. Correct. Okay. It is apparently uh, sub-Saharan slang for Americans. Interesting. Yep. All right. Do you have any further on that, like it, what it means in their language or anything like nope. that? Nope. Okay. This is all off of a Wikipedia article. Gotcha. So. In the ring or on the range... Right. Are we talk about a professional wrestler or a cowboy or an old west cowboy mad dog vachon cowboy no that is ah, in the category of teenage mutant gnarly thrashers this is my either either or both is it uh, a heavy metal band or a mutant from the x-men comics or both dark sarah that's the name s-a-r-a-h Sarah. There's an H. There's an H. Dark Sarah okay. with an H, like old-fashioned spelling. It's thrash metal, right? It's any kind of metal. Any kind of metal? It is any band that came up on one of the several different genre lists of metal. metal. Like, I looked through a bunch of them. I looked through the thrash metal, the right. speed metal. Because this could metal. definitely be a goth metal name. Definitely. Comics. Should have trusted your gut. Ah! It was a it's a symphonic goth metal band God from Kerava, Finland. Now we've got a brand new category, of course, and it's called Horseplay Wiki Edition. Jesus Christ. Directed by Luke Warm. Yeah. I know. I'm gonna give you a name, and it's not just is this the name of a blank. It's very specifically listed on Wikipedia. It is either the name of a racehorse right. on the Wikipedia page list of notable racehorses. Okay. Or is it a Broadway play from the Wikipedia lists of longest and shortest running Broadway plays? Broadway. Yes, these are these are all plays that have been on Broadway. Okay. Here's and this is not an either neither both. No, it's one okay. or the other. Okay. Desert Orchid. Broadway. Nope. In the category of anime or may not, 
Super Robot Force 5. Anime. Survey says... Oh, you haven't looked it up yet, you piece of shit. <laughs> then I know it's not. What did true. I say? What was the words I said? Super robot. I think horse. you said something like "ghost in the shell." You know what? I'm gonna give it to you. I did try and make it up on the spot, but there is in fact Super Robo Mecha Force Five, <laughs> real anime. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna give you the point. <laughs> it did sound like one. It really did. Well, my hat's off to you, Oklahoma. Two wins in a row. We've tied up the series. We're going to go into big game five, figure out who gets to be the world champion for this season. Let's take a little break. See you on the other side. Hey, we're back. We are doing the master of this domain. So Oklahoma, I want you to take her away. All right. So this is, I went looking for crazy things to uh, on the internet to bring up on this show and was profoundly disappointed when many of the things I looked up were not actual websites. But this season is hamster-based things. This is this particularly season. a lot of... This Empty season we've got a theme, yes. Hamster content out we're gonna, there. We're gonna go. Uh, I think we're, I'm gonna go with themes. I think I think is the best way to do it. This, this, so this, this season's season, yeah. theme is hamsters, and really underserved demographic. Exactly. Yes. Very overshadowed by the guinea pig. We had hamster fights, slights, and hamster nights. This week we've got oh, right. hamster nights. Right. K n i g h t. It feels a la mode to go fantasy with it, right? Yes. It feels like uh, you you first go to Game of Thrones. It kind of feels like okay, that's that's the low hanging yeah. fruit here. That or Arthurian legend. It seems that's too easy. I'm kind of like uh, I guess the only the only other way you could really go with it because I was thinking like how else can you apply knights specifically with the K? You could also go very like uh, the BBC. Uh, what's the what was the really popular show? Downton Abbey. Thank you. And it's just a show. It's a drama, like a right. parlor room drama or whatever you would call that, where it's all these hamsters who've been knighted. You know, it would be amazing. You know, they're just like lordly figures. They own land. They're landowners. What would be amazing? They're the gentry. Is that because people are still knighted? Sir Ian McKellen. Oh, so, yeah. Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart. You just have like we actually get content of the two of them oh, hanging out. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it's two hamsters who are also middle-aged knights. No, the dark no. ages. Here's what here's you what, dress them up as medieval, maybe. Yeah. Here's yeah, what yeah. I'm picturing. Okay. Here's what it. I'm picturing from what you described. I want to hear it. You have it's a talk show basically, like an interview or thing. It's it's these two friends. Mm-hmm. Having a conversation, basically like what we do, you know. Mm-hmm. These these are two knights from the Middle Ages, so they're having a conversation about Middle Age stuff, 
but the knights are physically being portrayed by hamsters in little tiny sets of armor. But the voices, you know, voicing the hamsters right. is Sir Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen. Well, firstly, do you think that, that it would be funny to have a modern day conversation of these two people who are technically knights? Uh, oh, so what you would see is a scene with like two hamsters, you know, sitting in like a studio or whatever, yeah. or in like a living room, and they're having a discussion. And, and what we're hearing is the audio recording of Ian McKellen. Yeah, no, and... it's actually you just record a night between those two guys not knowing that they're being recorded. And then you put all the visual of two hamsters in night armor. Are the hamsters reenacting what the two are are describing in well, the conversation? Or is the are the hamster knights standing there uh, having this interesting, conversation? Interesting. Are are we right. seeing what right. they're talking about? Or is it just the visual representation? I get just, where you're going. Here's with the it Sir now. Patrick yeah. Stewart hamster, here's the Ian McKellen hamster, and the hamsters are just sitting there talking and we've like CG'd their mouths, you know, like a kid's movie, so they're talking. Um, I think actually you drunk, or do we have them like act out like drunk history kind I of I think you drunk history it but like do both. It should be like these two are having this conversation about this great epic battle. Mm-hmm. Um but also like you're getting the asides of like them just having a fun conversation. Right. Like it's a it's it, you're you're double playing on the night thing because they're, they're having they are knights. They've been knighted, knights, and then and you're they having have conversations tell, about have old com- knights have, yeah. depicted by hamsters. Can we do a drunk literature, actually? See, I feel like that's been underplayed. See, now what I want to see, kind of, though... Yeah, drunk literature would be fun. That would and reenacted would by hamsters. Would that be so fun? That would oh, actually man. Be, that could actually be really fun. Uh, but I also kind of want... Go out to the pub and have a bunch of pints. Which, yeah. Well, first off, who doesn't want to go out to the pub and have a bunch of pints with Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen? You know, go to that, have that thing where you go to the night at the pub with them and you get them just telling stories about themselves. Yeah. Like, they're like old act, their theater stories and their acting story, their Hollywood stories and everything. Just get those two guys just talking and just record that and then have it... The, the hamsters dressed up as knights reenacting all this stuff. So you've got like this little – you've got all these other little hamsters in like the Star Star Trek uniforms, you know. And then you've got like this one – it's the hamster, but he's got the knight's armor on, the little, the yeah. little hamster-sized suit of armor on. And then he's got the Star Trek uniform over that. And it's like they're <laughs> showing like – and it's like a behind-the-scenes of shooting Star Trek The Next Generation because Patrick Stewart's telling this story about the day they shot that okay. episode. You, you know? went a little bit more meta than me. Why don't we have a break? Um, we get on to the type five. Mother, please, it's the type five. And uh, we'll see you on the other side of the break. I slapped her. She wasn't expecting. Then she hit me back. She freaking me crack me. Welcome back. Our next bit is called Working on My Type 5. I just have a bit. I know I'm never going to develop this bit, how it's supposed to be developed. But I am allowing this to the world to do what you will with these ideas and these bits. Not all of them are good, mind you. (laughs) Most of them are not. But if if you can find some good comedy out of it, if you think you could do something with it, then uh, please, by all means. 
Yeah. This is as far as you're going to take this, mm-hmm. and you'd love to see someone else take it even further. Precisely. Precisely. Hold that thought. Especial. Doesn't quite have the same ring as a... Cerveza Modelo Especial. No, I was going to say a premium. Con Modelo Especial. Your Spanish is... Celebramos Dia de los Muertos. Funny. Con Modelo Especial. It's actually not terrible. I will say that. You know. I think it's actually pretty good. Your Spanish? No, Modelo Especial. Oh, I was talking about your Spanish. Oh. It's it's not no, terrible. Spanish is probably terrible. I barely. No, use. well, it's it's not. It well, for the circumstances. Yes, you do not speak better than a four-year-old Mexican kid. But for a gringo and for you know, who doesn't use it all the time. Yeah, yeah and uh, it, it's 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 not as bad as it could be. Yeah. I keep saying I should get really, uh, really should work on getting fluent. So, <laughs> this is taking a real, <laughs> a real side, sideways turn into cats. Okay. Not the musical. But the, we uh, haven't even told the jokes. Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> you didn't? Yeah, like the they. bit of like the skin tight you know tight fitting kind yeah. of stuff this is apropos for my tight five my, my the oh that's right yeah <laughs> that's that, what we're doing i was trying, I was trying yeah. to remember what we're doing the, the one that um, and it's about that exact clothing style that's been happening with uh women lately and it's, this is a very touchy thing because i know like Telling women how to dress. There's a lot of misogyny behind that, that kind of stuff. But ladies, really, you were asking for it. Really, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, no. You have dark humor in you, by the way. <laughs> well, no. See, it's oh, Jesus Christ. It's it's the one that will see like you. You find the dark humor thing. <laughs> you you're finding those punchlines funny. What's funny to me is not that punchline. It's is my to reaction you and to your it. reaction yeah. to me right. telling that joke. I get it. I get it. This is about yoga pants. Ladies, it's too much yoga pants. It's, there's too much of it. Am I wrong? Like, so many women are wearing yoga pants all the fucking time. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, Oh, saying you can't wear pants and being Audrey Hepburn and stuff like that. That's fucked up. Saying you shouldn't wear skirts because you're going to get the guys all riled up. That's fucked up. Yeah, but you're not wearing pants or skirts 24 fucking 7. It's all time, every day, all the time they're wearing the yoga pants. And it's too much. It, It is. I'm sorry. It's too much. You know, like... Every once in a while, it's fine. Hashtag namaste, just not every day. But, like, the frequency. It's like, I go to Target with my kid. Every woman I see is wearing yoga pants. I'm seeing more camel toes than Lawrence of Arabia. It's too much. And that's, that, that, that's the punchline right there. The punchlines? You got that, and you've got namaste, I, I just not every yeah, day. Yeah, that, that, that's a little, like... And, and I think I probably should have introduced that sooner than the um, little bit I did right there. 
Because that's supposed to be like a joiner joke to kind of get you to. I would say the main thing is it just you don't need to set it up nearly as much as you do. Right. I mean, you can literally just be like, you know what? I don't want to tell anybody what to wear. But Jesus Christ, y'all are wearing a lot of yoga pants. But yeah, I don't want to tell you ladies know? how to dress. Hashtag but ladies, namaste, just but not, not every, every day. day. <laughs> yeah. I go into the stores with my son, and I'm looking around, and it's just. I'm seeing more camel toes than fucking Lawrence of Arabia. But there is a joke there, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's all about, but it's also the the setup. A lot of times, it's all about like the personality. Mm-hmm. Like this is how yeah. you take a joke journey and stuff yeah. like that. But there's the the half little jokey, the little heartbeat to get to the yeah. main joke, and um, that. And th- there's something there. That's not bad, right? Yeah, like I said, it's yeah. Just, you just had way too much build up to it. It's like yeah, that you didn't need nearly as much. The right. thing about like Audrey Hepburn wearing pants or whatever, like you didn't need that. None of that. Yeah. All that can get right. Right. No, 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 for sure. I I do like long form comics a lot, so that's where like I'm driven towards yeah. wanting to fit in these bits. But the most important thing is that there's a bit there, whatever form. It's whoever's it's like, gonna pick it up. It's like you said, you've got it. the little beat, and then you've got the main yeah. big big beats. So you've got to constantly have this pace of little beats. You know, little beat, little beat, little beat, right. big beat, little beat, right, little right, beat, right, beat, right, beat, right. exactly. Um, and you've got too much in the front there with no beat. That's what's that's what that situation. Right, is. right. So you'd have. To and have I thought I was throwing in the Audrey Hepburn thing as yeah, a I didn't little really get that as a beat. joke. I didn't, I just, no, no, not even a joke. Just as kind of like a funny reference. You know, when's the last time you thought of that kind of thing? But yeah, obviously, obviously, reason why I'm not doing this in front of people. <laughs> so I am not the best. Actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I want to be the Burt back. I am the best audience that's what you're thinking i'm the because i am that's true well to me i am the best yeah you are no but i was thinking i i want to be the burt back rack of joke telling Uh, (laughs) everyone else can fucking knock it out of the park but i can't do shit with it (laughs) so gang if if you got something there then uh if, if you think you can take that higher lands than I could because obviously I'm dead in the water when it comes to telling jokes. Let's go for it. And unless you got something to add, Oklahoma. Send it back to us. Okay, let's get on the other side of this commercial break and uh, commercial break. (laughs) This joiner. And uh, we'll we'll get on to our list. Okay, we're back. It, this is going to be X-Men heavy. That's the, <clears throat> the long and the short. This is all going to be about Quick X-Men here on out. What part of <laughs> that's, that? That's all the long and the short. That That's the long and the short. <laughs> that's the long and the short. <laughs> Directed, Directed by, by Luke Warren. Fuck Zach Braff. That's the R&B remix. Oklahoma's going to, I think, go through a little bit more of X-Men in general. I am focusing on New Mutants. The whole whole bit was always like, this has been a disappointment to mm-hmm. what you could do with it. Right. There were certain choices made. I appreciate what they were doing because mm-hmm. they were trying to do a horror movie. And it made sense using Mirage, Psyche, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. 
it makes sense with that mutation to do it that way. Yes. It's a very interesting way of doing it. But it also wasn't, I think, what it could be. There were a lot of big, big missed opportunities in my opinion. Yeah. Big missed opportunities. I'm going to go small first, actually, with the missed opportunities. I'm going to talk about the fact that magic they never talked about at all was Colossus' little sister. Yep. And that connection. Like, are you kidding me? You're not going to even mention that? You At the time, because I actually had to look it up, 20th Century at the time had all of that. They, they could have done something with that yeah could have mentioned it or just you know a lot of the characterization was the casting actually i i cannot deny at all the casting was awesome and what a fucking superstar that anya taylor joy turned out to to say yeah like this is her before Queen's Gambit and all the stuff that made her fucking huge. And, but she still shines. It still has yeah, you, that Yeah, you sit presence. up and take notice of her, for sure. Like, yeah. fucking Christ. And so, in a lot of ways, this one's easier because, like, oh, we already have a really good actor. <laughs> like, we already have a really good uh, set pieces mm-hmm. to be able to do something really cool here. I was disappointed by the choice of horror because I think it's... I'm just not a big horror guy. I get that's going to be number A. Mm-hmm. Number two, it didn't really allow a proper venue to introduce these characters. Like, to to really... I'm just going to get down to where I want to go with it. I think that's going right, to make go things maybe try to you're trying to overcompensate for the the failures in the mm-hmm. first place so instead of explaining that i'll explain where i want to go with it we have to realize where we already been we can't deny all that kind of stuff so we just kind of know that they went out and they're a team now mm-hmm. they're they're they got each other's backs and all yeah. that kind of stuff people who know the comic stuff know everything that happened in the marvel universe will know that what they did in the movie had nothing to do with what they were doing in the comics. That the only reason why Sam Guthrie and Roberto da Costa, Cannonball and Sunspot respectively, were put into New Mutants was because both of them had first enlisted with Daniel Pierce in Hellfire Club. Mm-hmm. Right, and ha- there was a lost mission. There was a, a fucked up thing that like things went too far, and they realized, hey, we're not on the right side here. Mm-hmm. And then they transferred over to New Mutants. Mm-hmm. We've already established that they're in the New Mutants, so I want to flip that around and be they get seduced by Daniel Pierce. And so ultimately, this is going towards uh, Emma Frost, okay. the White Witch, right? White Queen, the formation of Hellions. I, I want to bring Hellfire in there. I want there to be this betrayal that maybe... An interesting thing that when I went to the comics, I was a little disappointed that they didn't latch on was Sunspot, the Costa. He's actually dark-skinned. And it's actually a big thing about mm-hmm. like the Brazilian culture, how dark yeah. the skin is and all this kind of stuff. And actually, it is one of the big things that I want to change and really want it to be more at the forefront. I loved having Danny Moonstar as the protagonist, as right. the main feature point. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was a real lost opportunity to be a little bit more representative towards the first people nation, mm-hmm. towards... Uh, it, I, 
I felt like potentially it had this. It could have the same cultural effect that Black Panther did for the mm. black community to have the Native American community have that kind of representation, that kind of story, that kind of mm-hmm. pride. I want to see a story where you have Danny Moonstar as Psyche heading the New Mutants. They're fighting against the Hellions. The leader of that group at the time was Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. James Proudstar. I want to see like this fight between those factioning mutants, mm-hmm. but then also, you know, within the comics, Thunderbird becomes Warpath. Oh, thank you. Becomes Warpath mm-hmm. as an X Man. Yep. And that was the transition: was the Hellions fighting the New Mutants, and so seeing that and really have a very Native American forward representation and having. Mm-hmm. That being what bonded them, kind of, you know, like that oh, yeah, common history, that connection actually being what ultimately there's a redemption story there with Thunderbird. So I'm attracted to that. I, and that's something that the X-Men related, the X-Men family of comics, you know, can do really well because it's, you know, I mean, right from the start, you had the idea of other other villains you know other the fantastic four and then who is their arch nemesis dr doom this guy's like trying to be a dictator and, yeah, yeah you know is yeah. a dictator and is trying to be a world conqueror exactly, and like yeah you know who's spider-man's arch enemy it's you know green goblin he's you know gone nuts blowing shit up killing people guy and uh and then you get the x-men and it's like who's their arch enemy it's magneto and it's like oh what's his deal it's like well, he's fighting for the freedom of his people who are uh, being oppressed and is a, is basically a militant leader. <laughs> oh, shit. For All this. that explanation. Like, reduce it down. Well, he's a Jew. <laughs> he, um, he went through World War II. He's got the tattoo to explain yeah. it all. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's he's, uh, he's he's trying to protect the minority group he belongs to from being subjected to uh, genocide. And right away, you've got that. They 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 baked it right in at first to that. Yeah. All these other superheroes, they have these villains who are like Mwahaha, and Magneto's just like it's the reason he's a villain is because he's going too far. He is a extremist for a good cause. Right. You know, and it's you kind of like well, you can't just let him do whatever. You know, and that's, that's, it's that gray area. I do have to say, at first I was kind of like, what the fuck? And then when I got to the end, having them have the stuffed animal of Lockheed the whole time, and then in the end, like, she comes out with the soul armor. Yeah. And now there's, like, a real Lockheed coming yeah. out of that, out of the other, the... Fuck whatever the I forget what the name of the dimension. It it was a but yeah that was bitching. (laughs) It was a good movie and I would suggest you know there there's a lot of this stuff oh we're trying to fix it don't watch it like I would suggest watching it. So I don't think I got much more with New Mutants. I think I covered quite a bit. I think we just need to see each other on the other side of this break. And uh, I got nothing left to say, bitches. Welcome back, Oklahoma. Let's give us 
our last choice before we go to our half here in season two. We know it's X-Men themed. Yes. So uh, I also thought of the uh, X-Men area of franchise. The franchise has been a bit hit and miss, kind of up and down. When did um, the franchise begin? For so you? I, what I'm considering the whole shebang. Yeah. So the franchise begins with X-Men starring, you know, Hugh Jackman. Brian Singer. The Brian Singer directed, yeah, right. stars Hugh Jackman, Holly Berry. Right. And essentially has ended with New Mutants. Because it is, okay. yeah. They did say that but, it's taking supposed to, that they 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 wrote it and directed it and filmed it, assuming it was going to be part of the X. It was well, going to connect to the X Men films, and then they got bought by the mouse, and it's like, oh shit, no, well fuck that now. By not specifying New Mutants and saying X Men, yeah, that means the fixed point is Dark Phoenix. Like, what do you do right. to fix it after Dark Phoenix? Not the first time they've had to answer this uh, question. Yes. <laughs> and that's part of the thing. Even at this at this point, this franchise has gotten pretty pretty timey-wimey, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of, like, little inconsistencies and things with, yeah. you know, between the movies of, like, at what point does it switch from James McAvoy to, to Patrick Stewart, you know, and that kind of thing. And, and then also you've got the issue... With Logan, you had the perfect you had the perfect send-off for Hugh Jackman's time playing that character and Patrick Stewart's. That was an amazing swan song for, you know, both of their roles. So it means if unless because since we're not fully rebooting, that means you can't show old Professor X and you can't show Wolverine. Like but what about McAvoy? You can do McAvoy, but you can't do anything where he would no longer be McAvoy, where like logically they would have made that swap. That's like when Michael Jordan came out of retirement to play for the fucking Wizards, you know? Like, you Good don't want to do that, Good. you know? So now Wolverine's off the table, who is, like, the most popular X-Men. So how do you have an X-Men thing? So I, I was just like, I want to talk about this, trying to fix this, about this franchise, you know? Because there's some things they didn't do that I want to see. But at the same time, you have to admit, like, it does have its own time stamp on it. So here's my idea is this isn't an idea of how to fix the franchise in terms of making it so you can keep going and going. Like with the Green Lanterns, where like you could do all these spin-offs of all the different Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. you know, and it'd basically be like the Avengers where each one has their own series. This is fixing the franchise by giving it its proper send-off. It's doing the Logan, what Logan did for the character of Wolverine, this and for, for Professor X as with Pat and as Patrick Stewart, this would do for everything else. And it's a three-part one so one of the things and this is basically me taking advantage of the fact that this show that this franchise has got a little timey-wimey to kind of be able to circumvent reboot rules what they need to do to give this thing its proper send-off is lean into that. You'd be mixing all mem- peop- all different cast people, you know, together of all the diff- over this whole franchise. So you start off with the Upstarts. The Upstarts is a group of villains sure. uh, who have this like contest going to assassinate influential mutants because they're evil and they're you know so they're this is their little game they play and you have it be 
at the start of the movie, they decide Wolverine. That's the top cream of the crop. This is gonna the who if someone can take out Wolverine, they're the they are the winner. But of course, they're all like, well, fuck, you can't. How do you fucking kill Wolverine? But one of them, uh, Trevor Fitzroy, I think is the name of the character, is a time traveler. So what you do is you have it be that he goes to go back in time. He's like, wait a second, if I'm gonna go after Wolverine, I'm gonna have to do it before he gets his mutant powers. When and I'm thinking, like, do it right before. Like, he's very close to getting his powers. Right. So, like, he's, like, 11, 10 or 11. And But all the other villains, they're like, wait, that's not fair. So they all are find a way to, like, latch on and, like, piggyback on his time travel and all get there. And so they're, they're going after, you know, they've gone back to, you know, 18-whatever when Wolverine was first born, you know, or, well, I'm 10 years after that. And so this is causing, like, cause and effect ripple things. In the future, Beast picks up on this and like here's where i'm saying with leaning into your to that anomaly of casting it's kelsey grammar beast oh right so we have him and he because one thing one thing i always kind of bugged me about it was the fact that they didn't follow the timeline of who was in the x-men when so like the first movie we get it's you get they introduce wolverine of course into the team and the team he's joining is cyclops storm gene and iceman was just a student beast wasn't even there and i always was like no but that you need to show this team first yeah so here's what you do so kelsey grammar beast sees what's going on and so now he's gonna jump back and intervene from the future and he grabs the first four that he comes across says hey come on we're going on a mission let's go let's go let's go it's him archangel iceman cyclops and gene gray so it's the original lineup from the comics of the x-men but is they're all kids kind of right? no so they're all being played by like the older actors right. so like this would be gene gray famke jansen so they go back and intervene and so they have you know a big fight with the villains with the upstarts protecting baby wolverine so then the second part you do the next group of x-men which of course we know as storm colossus nightcrawler and wolverine and then also introduced shortly after was kitty pride shadowcat this movie would really kind of feature that lineup and what it is there's this alternate universe that the x-men have been involved with in many of their storylines called the mojo verse named for mojo who runs it who's this crazy like Imagine the most stereotypical, like, Hollywood producer type guy on, like, 10 pounds of blow crossed with Hunter S. Thompson. Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that dude to the extreme. Like, take yeah. that guy to the point where he is an... Take that guy and think he's actually a documentary and then make a cartoon of it. Exactly. <laughs> right. And so to to be the stars of his newest, newest uh, you know program that he puts out to the world to his world uh he's decided to get the x-men his favorite x-men but so he, since there it's, it's his favorite and he's like looking at it from this alternate universe so he's seeing all these different timeline you know spots where it's getting timey-wimey like wait yeah. who's playing storm you know who which are we talking mcavoy or patrick stewart for professor like you know the type of stuff like deadpool made those jokes about you know he sees this and so he's cherry-picked so that way you could have 
Alan Cumming, who was in the older with the older cat, he was in the movie with Holly Berry, the second one. But then you'd have the younger, and I'm sorry, I forgot to look up her name, the younger actress who played Storm in the James McAvoy movies. You could have the Colossus, the version of Colossus that they portrayed in Deadpool. Wolverine would be the baby Wolverine, you know, I mean, so we say baby, but it'd be like the Wolverine from right before, the movie before. Yeah. So you'd have that same kid actor. And now it would be, he just got his powers. He's like a year older and his mutant powers have manifested. So he's just got this thing. And now he's like in this situation and he's yeah. just like, oh, fuck. And then number three is where shit really gets crazy. So then the third one, you're basically doing the externals, which was the spinoff X-Men series, which dealt with different alternate timeline versions that had been introduced in different storylines being brought together outside of time mm -hmm. to kind of fix time problem, like almost kind of a little bit of like a TVA kind uh -huh. of team. But it was just, right. this, but rather than being this organization thing, it was just this team of like some random alternate versions of X-Men and X-Men related characters. So you'd basically be doing kind of that premise. Again, you could pull from wherever in the timeline. And this is a way to get uh, a friend of the show now, Taylor Man. Kitsch, <laughs> in there. Because he played Gambit in the Wolverine, the oh. first Wolverine spinoff movie, Origins. And I thought he was a great choice for that. And he, like, barely has anything to do in the movie. And I, that just bummed me out. Because he is probably, he, either he or Rogue, and they're kind of a team in that way. In a yeah. Story, uh, is Would be what I would say is my favorite X-Men. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Gambit's the shit. So... And so you'd be kind of be doing the kind of the big names of the kind of latter, the next generation of X-Men. And, and there have been so many more, but like those were the three for me growing, like growing. The, the original comics were there and the, you know, the ones with Wolverine, the international team that was there. And then when I was really a big time comic reader, you know, of getting the issues every time, right. and, you know, really collecting was that early 90s kind of era. So when you really, when you get that lineup of like you ask when Gambit comes into the team, you know, that, that sure. era when Rogue comes into the team, when uh, well, Psylocke comes into the team. So, and that would be kind of my lineup for this movie. You'd have Gambit, you'd have uh, Rogue, Psylocke, Bishop, maybe. Throw Quicksilver. Right. Yeah, quick, there you go. Quicksilver. This one would get really kind of crazy and you'd jump around. Mm. Jumping around the multiverse. Well, I think uh, we should that get to it. a break and we'll uh, see you on the other side for Oklahoma's outro. Okay, welcome back. We did it, gang. We'll be back with the half on next episode, and then we're going to be done with this season. Got real X-Men heavy there at the end. Sorry, guys, who don't like X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't like X-Men, you're probably not listening not a to this. Podcast, right? Yeah, you're probably you probably been you probably knew the signs well before the X-Men yeah. episode. <laughs> so here's Oklahoma with the legals.
The Nerd Obscurial Podcast is a Gadzooks and Nerd production. That's Gadzooks, G-A-D-Z-O-O-K-S. Find us on the web at gadzooksandnerd.com slash meow. Yes, meow, M-E-O-W. If you like the music, you can find more at gadzooksandnerd.com slash fields. That's fields, F-I-E-L-D-S. The Nerd Obscurial Podcast and its content are, except for the steal this joke joke, the wholly owned and copyrighted property of Gadzooks and Nerd. So don't go stealing any of it, except, of course, for the steal this joke joke. Or we'll have to sick big bretzel on you. Any works, products, concepts, or otherwise intellectual property not owned by Gadzooks and Nerd mentioned or discussed in the Nerd Obscurial podcast are done so under fair use for the purposes of commentary, critique, and obviously comedy. So please don't sue us because we can't actually sick Big Pretzel on anyone. Or Big Pretzel this week, he took the kids to Disneyland. The views, ideas, opinions, and beliefs expressed in the Nerd Obscurial podcast are solely those of its creators, which is to say your esteemed host, Eric the Troubadour, and me, the Oklahoma Kid, and do not represent the views, opinions, or beliefs of any individual or entity named, referenced, or alluded to in this podcast, including, but not limited to, Sir Patrick Stewart, Leonard Nimoy, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter and its parent companies, The Buggles, Mike Myers and its parent companies, Dolph Lundgren, Dean Martin, my wife and her parent companies, the great state of Oklahoma, and of course, all cats everywhere on the internet. Hail Cthulhu. Anything you want to say to the people? I would like to ask, however you could try to help uh, perpetuate this and, you know, have more people listen to to build our obscurial to larger and larger heights and uh, hopefully next week we'll start getting some comments back and you can i'm sure you can have a lot of comments on all the things we're doing wrong <laughs> so <laughs> my rightful place is to step aside right now because i lost the lightning round oklahoma do you what you will so as i've said before we've talked a lot about superheroes and aliens and orcs and hamsters and whatnot but i i like to slip a little culture in here so this is a uh, a dramatic monologue from george bernard shaw's pygmalion act two scene three let me have your attention for a moment so you're talking about what you're talking about bitching about that lightning round you shot some son of a bitch that wasn't anime somebody that doesn't spock what you're locking some luchadora you're trying to screw and so forth let's talk about something important put that coffee down coffees for pikachus only do you think i'm fucking with you i am not fucking with you i'm here from lukewarm i'm here from big pretzel your name's Eric. You call yourself a troubadour, you son of a bitch. You certainly don't, pal. Because the good news is, you're... The bad news is, you've got, you've all got, just one episode to... Starting tonight. Oh, have I got your attention now? Good. Because we're adding a little something to this lightning round. As you all know, first prize is a veto-free sign-off. Anyone want to see second prize? Second prize is a set of steak mjolnirs. Third prize is your... You get the picture? You laughing now? You got domains. Big Pretzel paid good money. You can't master the domains you're given. You can't master shit. Oh, the domains are weak. Fucking domains are weak. You're weak. I've been on this podcast 15 years. What's my name? Fuck you, Zach Braff. That's my name. You know why, Muggle? Because you drove a Hyundai to get here tonight. I drove an $80,000 flying hamster. That's my name. And your name is you're not full bore Al Gore. And you can't play in a Pikachu's game. You can't catch them all. Because only one thing counts in this life. Get them to steal the joke which is a tight five you hear me you fucking muggles a b p always be podcasting always be podcasting always be podcasting c c t r can't cage the rage can't mike myers can't get off unless you podcast cage lock down those rocks v i'm the pikachu of doing it and rage full 
Bore Al Gore. C-C-T-R. What's the problem, muggle? You see this lightsaber? This lightsaber costs more than your car. That's who I am. And you're nothing. Nice god of thunder? I don't give a shit. Good hamster magician? Fuck you. Go home and play with your tricks. You want a podcast here? Catch them all. You think this is abuse? You think this is abuse, you braff sucker? You can't take this. How can you take the abuse you get on a tight five? C-C-T-R. Get mad, you sons of bitches. Get mad. You know what it takes to podcast? It takes brass obscurials to podcast. You want to go out on those domains tonight and master. Master, it's yours. If not, you're going to be shining my droids. Bunch of honkies sitting around a bar. Oh, yeah. I used to be a podcaster. It's a tough racket. These are the new domains. These are the Cthulhu domains. And to you, they're gold, and you don't get them. Because to give them to you is just throwing them away. They're for Pikachus of doing it. And to answer your question, Muggle, why am I here? I came here because Big Pretzel asked me to. They asked me for a favor. And I said, the real favor? Follow my advice and your fucking ass. Because a honky has it coming.